0: Good evening, Joe. You almost tried to bottle it, but uh, we're still here to record it, aren't we?
1: I'm still here. Yeah, I made it in time. I did almost bottle it and uh, try and get it done for tomorrow morning, but Tom's got me here. Like, yeah,
0: because uh, he messaged me and he said something like, Hey, mate, I'm gonna do a movie night. And uh, and I said, Mate, a movie night, you know, Monday evening is always the podcast evening. Like, we need to get it out. You can't leave the people waiting. That movie can wait, the people can't.
1: <laughs> yeah it weren't just like that a movie night you make it sound like i'm on mocktails and stuff like that <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you are you are um anyway how was the week yeah it while. was
1: uh good at the start of the week and then i came down with a well i had a bit of a bug last weekend i think i might have mentioned it on there felt really good on the monday uh up until wednesday and then thursday i felt like i'd been hit by a bus again uh and now i'm feeling Back to my normal self i feel pretty decent today so fingers crossed that's behind me um but yeah well uh, laura was obviously laura was ill as well she'd been off work for two days which is really unlikely but like that never happens um, what well,
0: do you do you reckon it was like some a little corona or
1: uh mate i did two COVID tests i thought I'd, i thought bloody hell has got me i've survived this long without it and now has now caught me out but it wasn't COVID. it was uh just an illness and apparently I've heard that because loads of people have been sheltering and people haven't been getting ill from all this bloody mask wearing and everything, now all these bugs are going around and they're having more of an impact on people because their immune systems have got weaker from not fighting off like loads of smaller illnesses.
0: All right. Oh, that's, uh, well, hopefully uh, you're back on track because uh, South Africa is calling.
1: South Africa is calling, mate. And you, you reckon you're ready for it, I saw her on Strava, didn't you?
0: You I said, reckon I'm ready, South but we'll Africa get ready. to We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, so, have you got any uh, any lows this week? Then,
1: well, yeah, that uh, being ill, mate. Like
0: <laughs> that's, that's the only only low you've. Yeah, got. but it
1: was got me for three days. It wasn't just a it wasn't a quick flash in the pan, mate. That was, uh, buddy, <laughs> wounded me. I've got a high as well. <laughs> uh, my endless pools arrived, so I've got a pool where I can just walk out the door, have a coffee, walk out the door, and start banging in some swim sets. So watch out, Scott Bavel. I might be on your feet in Ironman South Africa,
0: but. Aren't you going to miss the people swimming around with breaststroke and all that then?
1: Oh, I'll, I'll miss the fights in the pool. <laughs> maybe realize. I'll have to get Laura to hit me with, like, a toy or something to, like, spice it up so I can and maybe chuck, like, a big um, – you know them big air balls, what, like, people, like, hit and stuff in the public pools and they end up going in your lane and stuff like that? Maybe I'll get her to chuck some of them on me and, you know, just to make me feel like I'm still in the public pool. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, yeah, It sounds, it's pretty handy to have a, have a pool like that. I mean, if you want to do a quick, like, more of an aerobic swim, you just get in there, boom, get it done. If you feel shit, you just put on the bubbles, you get a, get a nice little beer or something, sit in there with the bubbles. It's
1: got no bubbles, mate. It's got no bubbles, this one. No bubbles? No bubbles, mate. It's just pure training, pure graft.
0: And really? Goes- Why would you get, get stuff like that? I mean, you, you do want the one with, with the spa bit.
1: Yeah, but then the problem is, you see, it's either warm enough for swimming or warm enough for the spa. You need them, like, separated oh, really, don't you? Oh, of
0: course, yeah. Because if you have that thing warm enough for the spa, you're going to be absolutely cooking. Mate, yes, the swim.
1: yeah, you know what it's like <laughs> swimming in a hot pool, mate. I remember you and Girona, you were, like, red raw.
0: Um, but also,
1: apparently it goes 56 seconds per 100. So how long would I be able to swim against it at max pace?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Not long. 20 meters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, now, Joe, I have had a... Pretty rough week again, of course. Really? I always have a rough week. Well, I had, had my highs, had my lows. It's always like a roller coaster. Um, first of all, I just want to start off with a little story about the the kids made. I'm back at the kids. Uh, I just had an awesome swim set with the kids. Um, How far did you swim? Uh, five and a half Ks again.
1: Oh, mozzarella's and, coming. South Africa, he is going to be on form.
0: Well... Yes, the Monday is always so. Don't expect me to swim five times a week, five and a half Ks. They always, the Monday is a big day, and the rest of the week, no swim. (laughs) So (laughs)
1: Monday's (laughs) 5K Uh, Monday, 5K Tuesday, rest of the week off. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. I know. So I did a big swim, but yesterday I did a 180K uh, bike with loads of tempo efforts. Uh, And then I did a 10K run off the bike, two by 5K. Uh, first one, bit above Ironman pace, one minute rest, and then five five uh, k at seventy point three pace, and I felt absolutely flying. Like I've been, I'm in really good form at the moment. So, so today, watch out, watch out, boys. <laughs> re, yeah, honestly, honestly, I'm kind I, of, a, I don't like the boys,
1: but I'm kind of a big deal.
0: Well, it's <laughs> it's it's all uh, it's all personal, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't be able to uh, to run what you run, but for me, doing, I'm I'm hitting PBs uh, on the bike, on the run. And in the pool, so I'm really, really looking forward to race Ironman in South Africa to see if I can, uh, the only thing that can hold me down, can hold me back, Joe, is the weather conditions. If it's going to be absolutely boiling, the mozzarella is going to be suffering. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to race. But anyway, let's go back to the pool a bit. So I arrived at the pool, saw the kids, they were happy. I was happy. Uh, I uh, saw the coach and said, hey, mate, what's, uh, what's, on the, what's, the, what's the meat today? What's the juice? So he gave me the schedule and it was pretty grim. We had to do so. The main set was um, we did four by 25 meters max, then 200 easy, and then into 100 meter max, 200 easy, 200, uh, two by 100 meters max, 200 easy, then three by 100 meters max at 200 easy, and then four by 100 meters max, 200 easy. How much and, rest
1: do you get between them max
0: uh, efforts? The though? max efforts were at 130. So. All oh, right. So pretty really short tough. then as well. Exactly. And during the during the warm-up, I felt mega ropey from yesterday. And I was like, oh, my God. That's that's the the downside of swimming with the group. Like, you can't really bottle it.
1: I would have rather so, not known what was coming.
0: I know. I would have, I would have then, rather
1: them sprung on me.
0: I said to him, uh, excuse me, I quickly need to go to the bathroom mate i ran to the hallway went to one of them vendor machines i downed a red bull went to my bag down two gels got back in the pool finished the warm-up and uh the beginning of the set was actually it was a, it was very tough but i had for the mozzarella quite some good times so i was uh, i was actually happy with that and then uh kids swam a bit faster i was in the the, the ladies lane with two ladies they swam like of one one tens, one o oh nines,
1: and you weren't playing with the Barbies, were you?
0: I wasn't <laughs> playing with the Barbies. No, <laughs> <laughs> no they uh, like, but they, they swim sixteen hours a week. Shitloads, isn't it?
1: Sixteen hours.
0: Yeah, it, it is shitloads. Jesus, isn't
1: it? God, that's crazy.
0: I know, and oh, this is a funny story as well. So, one of the kids when I started there in September October, I remember he was like quite small. He was fourteen back then. So today he, st- he stood under the shower and now he's a head bigger than I am. Like literally, that mate, he's, he, he's grown like vegetables. It's unbelievable. He is. So I think he's like one, almost two meters. He's, he's way wider. It's unbelievable. He's only 15 and he looks like he's 37.
1: Bloody hell. What times are you hitting him? What was your quickest 100? Going uh, My me.
0: <laughs> the quickest one was a one, 110. Wow, uh, there we go. <laughs> uh then the second two were like 111 113 then in the third uh, three times 100 was 113 114 114 and the last time four by 100s 100 was 113 113 115 116 i think was the last time it's going to be but for me for time. me for me it's good for me it's good so to be honest i'm really um i deserve a good swim in south africa i deserve a good swim in south africa i just deserve it joe I've been yeah. working hard. I've been uh, putting the work in, and I'm really curious to see if I can uh, swim sub one hour.
1: Yeah. I'd, oh God, you'll easily <laughs> swim sub one hour. If you don't, you need to sort your life out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, that was uh, that was one uh, one high. Uh, then the low. Mate, have you seen the prices of gas nowadays? Like, holy cow, It's uh, unbelievable, isn't it?
1: Yeah, mate, the M5's just stuck in the garage. Can't afford to take it out anymore until I get it's, the uh, just uh, I just
0: there. It's the bike. Bike all, all day, all night. But it's just a massive low for everyone nowadays. It's absolutely crazy. What I what I don't understand is they say it is because the prices of oil went up as well. But in 2017, you also paid like 100, 100 euros plus for, uh, how do you call it, like a barrel of oil. So back in them days, you paid like 150 a litre.
1: Yeah, and what they don't tell you is, the price of oil's dropped right back down to $100 now. It went up to 130, dropped right back down. Prices ain't gone back down, have they?
0: I know, it's crazy, ain't it? I think it's a total scam. Um anyway, I had a little low this week with uh, some fellow runners, Joe. So we've uh, we've already uh, slacked off some cyclists, but typical runners, they uh, they can do something themselves as well, right? So I was just on an easy run through the park and whenever I just see A co-colleague, I just, uh, I like to wave at them like, hey, how you doing? What's up? And what I see is the majority of the runners, they just don't say anything back. They always act way too cool. And I don't know if you've ever seen this, but whenever you see a runner, they always, you know, if they're a proper runner, they're trying to speed up a little bit. And then they close their mouth to show like, hey, I'm running pretty fast, but I'm breathing through my nose. Like I'm not putting in an effort. You see that? I'm very fit. Do like, you know the, that?
1: like, yeah, like the cyclists try and do, when, like that guy did in Jerome yeah. when he going up the climb, he tried to like sit on the like Correct. lean right back, like and
0: exactly. Up. And I, I can say, I'm like, mate, you're breathing through your ass, you're your LT3, you're, LT you're, LT, three. Stop you're LT3, you're in the K hole, you don't fool me. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't get that about runners. Same like runners always say, Oh, this was a zone one, two, two, zone two run, and then they the pace they do on the easy runs. It's almost a the pace they're running like a half you, marathon.
1: Yeah. What did you say to him? Should we do a tempo in a bit? We're, like, we're feeling, we're, we're running all right. Let's let's do a little bit yeah. of a tempo.
0: <laughs> no, I just I just don't care. I, I think it's super uncool to uh, to act a bit tough uh, against other people that are working out. Just say hi, and uh, if you're working hard, just show them you're working hard. It's 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 not, it's all right to put in a grind, isn't it?
1: He could have said, "I'm working hard," but you look like you've got loads more in the tank. Can you pace me for my te- for the rest of my tempo? And you would have been like, "Yeah, no problem." <laughs> and he could have gone.
0: By the way, uh, I saw that PTO uh, video that uh, that the PTO made of you in Malaga. That is a really awesome video. So yeah. if you're listening to this one right now, and um, it is a really motivational video uh, that they made of uh, Joe and Malaga, it's awesome. Honestly, Joe, I really thought it was a great video. Yeah, I would say it. it's probably
1: the best video that I've had out like with me in it. You know, like either what I've done or someone else has done. It is they've edited it really well. Like they've got like the audio. From like the interviews they did over the top of some of the footage, and it is like it's quite it is quite motivational, isn't it? And the footage is good, like the way they've done it is like really good, isn't it?
0: Yeah, you maybe find it hard to say it about yourself, but uh, you can be uh, really proud of that. That's uh, I find it in uh, an awesome video. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it yeah even, it even motivated Tom, even for a session. motivated the mozzarella. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's, it is the last week uh, that we're uh, building and then we're heading into taper for uh, South Africa. Um, we've got a spicy little weekend coming up, haven't we?
1: Yeah, yeah, we've got uh, a UFC fight, haven't we, on Saturday that we're going to.
0: So Saturday, the Big mods is flying um, to London and we're meeting Paul Velder in London. He's a uh, former top 10 lightweight UFC fighter, now into triathlon. and. Um, he told gonna, us if
1: we don't hit sub five-minute miles for our mile session, he's going to show us what a UFC submission is, didn't he? Yeah, something right. like that. <laughs> so like, we're a bit worried. Like, That's good motivation. To, to We've got to get a
0: podcast with him up over there. And um, Joe, do we are we still going to enter that crit race in London on yeah. Sunday?
1: Yeah, definitely. There's a road race, either a crit or a road race. It depends what you want to do. There's a crit on the Saturday, a road race on the Sunday.
0: I would say the road race on Sunday sounds pretty good to me. Um, but we'll sort that out later. Uh, anyway, let's go over so, to uh, the races this weekend. Last weekend, we had Clash Miami. Have you seen it?
1: My God, it was like blow up central. I watched it live and uh, crazy. Like, did you watch it? You watched the women's, so, didn't you? And then you can watch Yeah, Yeah,
0: more. I watched the women's uh, race. And then towards the end, I had to take the train to Amsterdam and I was going to a... Premiere movie with a couple of mates. Um, so, yeah. So we start off with the female race. because uh, movie, movie, movie friends.
1: You got some <laughs> movie friends. You got
0: movie friends.
1: sitting there holding hands in the back of the cinema with his friends. Like yeah, yeah.
0: Throat, popcorn. Well, wearing the cinema pants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, of course, mate. Also needed a bit socialized besides triathlon. Life's not only triathlon, is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um <laughs> So first, uh, yeah, the women's race, it was absolute carnage. So it, first of all, it was uh, boiling hot, wasn't it? So we had Sarah per- Perez, I don't know if I'm if I'm saying it, saying it right, Perez Sela. Uh, she let the swim out of the water, then on the bike, she had like a minute lead. And then she uh, had a horrible crash into uh, a couple of the cones and she went into some sort of the uh, a timing thing.
1: I thought Fell it was a toolbox, the... what she went into or something. Yeah, like something yeah, like that,
0: but awful But he crash, married,
1: like... T- like, Luigi was there, weren't he, and left his toolbox out for her. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, she had her head down. She was trying to ride really aero, holding her head down, looking at the floor. But you just can't really do that in, like, races, can you? You know, it's just too risky. I mean, it's more aero. You go faster, but, like, on public roads or, like, when there's other people around, it's pretty sketchy. Like, I was doing Challenge Roth before, and uh, – I felt Niels was riding like that, you know, mega arrow, head down motorbike, so he's probably peering up just seeing the motorbike end up crashing into some age grouper, uh riding his bike off, couldn't finish the race he was in first when it happened. That was it, same as her, you know. It's just so much to lose, isn't there? Just for like what, say 3 or 4 watts.
0: Yeah, it is um it was a very very painful crash. Luckily uh she uh, was all right. She did a little uh, little interview uh, uh after her crash during the race after she was taken care of. Um, if she hadn't blown before, up
1: after that, she would have been a dead cert for a podium, wouldn't she? Looking oh, at how, the oh, others, looking at how um, Emma Pallant Brown and Chelsea Sodaro blew up, it would have opened the door perfectly for her.
0: Absolutely, because um, well, Emma Pallant she was the uh, highest ranked PTO one race in uh, on the run. I think she uh, well, it looked like she uh, she uh, overheated and uh, had well uh, maybe so, like life had stroke. problems.
1: She's had problems in the heat before, always yeah. struggles in it, like in when it's really hot. But one thing that I've noticed from this race is first of all, there's like lo- a few points that I've got, like because of the blow ups. Basically, people I don't think like when you bet when you're fitter, you don't you're better in the heat. So I think, first of all, first race of the season, people aren't fit enough, so they're blowing up because they're not going to be 100% form, are you? Like, no one's going to be pit- absolutely pinging in March, are they? When you've got like St. George in May, or if you're aiming for like the PTO races later on the year, you're going to be in top form for them. So I think part of it is to do with like people's fitness, you know, and also in the Northern Hemisphere, you're coming out with winter and then where it's like 10 degrees and then you're racing mm-hmm. where it's 28, 30 degrees and a bit humid. So it has a double whammy because no one's really was done any like heat training.
0: like Kona conditions, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, mate. Like I, someone said to me, it was like a little bit hotter, but less humid than Kona. That's what mm-hmm. someone told me. So but it's still,
0: if you hot. if it were like on on the on the scale of would mozzarella like it from one to ten,
1: you'd be you'd hate it, mate. You would absolutely right. hate it. You would be like, this is hideous.
0: All right, now and also,
1: it. but people aren't. Um, they're also going out too hard, aren't they? Because basically, look from what it saw was look, Chelsea Sedaros went out of transition. She's in second, pretty hot. Emma tried to close the gap too much, which was probably even more because Chelsea had gone out a bit harder, blew up, but then. Surely she should have, like, right. I've got second, not really going to catch first because Ashley Gentle was already running faster anyway. Knocked it back a bit and just gone and just conserved the energy a bit, you know. Because you could tell if you're running, like, you give it one lap, the gap's not really coming down, it's going out. If anything, it's going out. The gaps, you know, you're over two minutes behind first place. So you're not got a chance really of catching first, are you? If you're not, if you're not even making any ground when you've gone out a bit hard on Mm -hmm. them and it's only a 10 mile run very unlikely you're going to get it so and then once Emma blew up why didn't she just come off the gas she had second place in the bank she wasn't going to catch first and then stop the blow up she ended up blowing up got nothing to show for it you Mm -hmm. know I, I I just find it crazy um
0: speaking of coming in hot um Wahoo gave a thousand dollars out to the one that was quickest in the tea free T three transition. We were watching it when uh, Lisa Backers was absolutely motoring it through T uh, three, and uh, she banked it, mate. She got that thousand uh, box I'm for not it, surprised. And...
1: She stormed it, mate. Like it... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was uh, that was uh, fun watching it, wasn't one... it? But
1: one other point so... I've got on the females racing is, from what I watched, it is, and I'd love to know what other people think of this there's loads of females that are racing in swim costumes and for the life of me I can't get my head around it well basically they're just losing loads they're losing so much in aerodynamics like wearing a swim costume is so slow like compared to a fast tri-suit why would you do that well there's like,
0: um, three questions because we spoke about this on the phone three questions we have about these and then we mean the um some sort of thong racing suits like the itu racing suits compared to like a, a long sleeve tri suit because first of all it would be the uh performance right a long a, a tri suit with long sleeves would be way faster is what you said based on well, well they've got you long tested, sleeves <laughs> did you test it in the winter no? yeah, though
1: some, <laughs> some of these suits have some of these the suits what they've got have looked like they've got sleeves on them but they've mm-hmm. just got no Legs on them, so they're basically like. I guess the the reason they like them is because they probably feel nicer to run in, but they're losing like because skin
0: is less aero than that piece of suit, isn't it?
1: Yeah, like I mean, you so that's the the suits are made to manipulate Mm -hmm. the the fact that you can make them faster than skin. That's the whole point. They make them fast, don't they? So, if you're using a swim costume, you're giving away so many extra watts than what you could do.
0: Um, the second question we have, so if you're like a a female pro listening to this right now and you've got the answers, send it in DDM because we're actually curious. The second question is, I do get it because why they use it in the uh, ITU because it's like an nicer to run in and maybe to swim in. But they also like in between the legs don't really look like they have some sort of padding in it. If you do like long distance racing, you need to sit on that for 60K. Is it more comfortable to have like a proper tie suit with long sleeves and like a pants with a thing in it oh
1: mate i'd be walking like john wayne if i wore that afterwards. i know i I couldn't cope with that
0: and the third one is if you unluckily have a crash like sarah and she was wearing one of them her whole body was ripped up because um that triceo didn't really have a back thing and she slid over her back as well you could literally already see all the wounds on her back and i know um because i fell last october like you know she's going to be have like needing to take care of them wounds for a couple like at least two weeks um and i think if you wear like a, a like a, a, ski, a suit over it you slide a little bit over the suit and the wounds will be
1: it's going to protect you a little bit
0: it's going yeah definitely so there those are the three questions comfort aero drag and um skin protection so if you uh, please let us know why you would wear such suit over because we uh, we uh, we we don't know we don't yeah. know John. let us
1: know emma let us know and then the men's race Oh, well, let's
0: let's first uh, go over to uh, to the results, Joe. We can't uh, brush oh, over right. this one.
1: Yep. Sorry,
0: Ashley Gentle. Um, she tried to come out with uh, Josh Amber, she absolutely smoked the race. Uh, she, came she had in. it
1: easily as well, didn't she? Like, she came in with like an it.
0: eight minute lead, mate. Eight yeah. minute lead. That's uh, really. Uh, and then there was loads of blowups after uh, behind her. Pamela Oliveira came in second, and Maya States Nielsen. Oh, in, that uh, Pamela Oliveira
1: missed the finish line as well.
0: So I did, yeah, I missed close. the finish.
1: All oh, right, She ran past the finish line, then had to run back on herself. And in the end, only got it by a few seconds because she ran like 100 metres past, had to turn around, go back, and then literally climbed a fence, run oh, down eight, the finish line and just 18 on.
0: seconds. But I can imagine why that is because you're running in circles. You're riding in circles. It's bloody hot. You're on the limit. At some point, you're starting to doubt yourself. Is this it? Do I need but to go on any further?
1: Yeah, but someone said apparently there's a big screen in the building that told you when you had to go into transition, that was counting oh, your yeah. laps. So, so like, you just looked up at the screen that counted them for you. That was what someone said that I saw. I don't know how oh. accurate that is, but I would uh, probably miscount if it was 17 laps on the bike. I'm going to be thinking, how many have I done? Like, you know, 14? Was it 15? You know, like, That'd I would definitely dizzy. miscount. Yeah.
0: Go over to the men's race, mate. You've uh...
1: So the men's race um not as much action like with terms of blow-ups and stuff but i think part of that is because they saw the women's race and how many blew up and then they kind of thought oh shit like don't go out too hard but the one person out of transition out of the swim who i did feel sorry for was bloody handy drights like he came yeah. out of transition had a puncture on his bike straight away so i don't know maybe the he was using clinches, so maybe the inner tube blew up because of the heat you know probably pumped up to like ninety hundred psi then the heat made it like go up even more, and then it probably exploded. So when he got on his bike, jumped on, realized it had a puncture, nearly crashed, and then had to, like, literally... Luckily, there was someone there who had a spare or, like, could help him. But he lost, like, three minutes, four minutes, straight away out of transition. That'd be so frustrating, wouldn't it? You'd be so Yeah, coming out of
0: Germany, thinking, I'm going to race, and then uh, boom.
1: But I think he actually had a quicker bike, I don't know this for sure, than Sam Long, because he was literally three minutes behind him, off the bike. He got out the swim pretty much together. But I'm thinking he must have lost more than three minutes fixing that puncture. He literally had to take his wheel off. He had disc disc brake, So first of all, you've got to take that out, get the wheel out completely, take the tire off, get the inner tube out, put a new one in. Then he had to change the valve core or the valve extender from, like, uh, for take one off, you know, the wheel that he did have, put it on the new inner tube, and then pump it up. It must have been more than three minutes, surely. Like, Definitely. you know. And he still finished 11th, So fucking hell. Fair play to him. Solid race. Shame yeah, that is, uh, that is
0: uh that is probably would on. have been on
1: the probably would have been like on the third or fourth, you know, certainly top top five if he hadn't had that happen.
0: So Sam Long came, uh he ended up winning the race, but he, out of the swim, he was about two minutes back from the lead, wasn't he? Um, would you Which say is he really, he really stepped up a swim?
1: Uh yeah, I'd say definitely because of the people who he got out with and the first two Aaron Royal and that Jonas Schumberg, were over a minute ahead of third. Oh, no, not over a minute. They're about 45 seconds. So if you take them to out the equation, who don't normally race the short, you know, these, this kind of distance, you know, and they absolutely nailed it because there was a pream for the swims. So it looked like they'd have um, chatted before, you know, and said, let's work together. We'll share the $1,000, 500 each, because Aaron Royal must have flipping drilled the first lap. And then when they got out the water and ran round the bit, he kind of slowed up. And then Jonas Schumberg took the lead for the second lap. And then Aaron jumped straight on his feet. So it was literally, it looked like it was teamwork. Like one of them said, I'll nail the first lap, you nail the second lap and we'll split the pre in 50-50. That's what I reckon. I don't know for a hundred percent, but it looked like that, you know. Um, And then they got like...
0: Speculation. I like that.
1: Yeah. But then (laughs) it works in both their favour because they obviously wanted as much of a gap as they could. Them two got out of the water. They dropped Ben Canute on the swim. So yeah, to drop uh, Ben Canoo is that I've never seen him get dropped from a group before. So that just shows that they were absolutely tanking. So if you take them two out of the equation, Sam would have only been about a minute and a half behind Ben, who was then inferred by himself. Whereas
0: last year in Texas, Texas, 2020 to 703 uh Sam Long was swimming something like twenty eight minutes and Ben Canute was swimming twenty four or twenty-five. So he was about three minutes back. Nah, he was ago. more
1: than three minutes, I reckon. Three or four minutes. I think he, I was about a minute and a half, minute and forty, and I had two minutes on him in that race. So I reckon he was four minutes behind Ben Canute in that race.
0: So that's a uh, good going.
1: Yeah, he's definitely improved his swim, I think.
0: On the bike, he was with uh, Ditlev. He managed to, uh, off the bike, he had something like a 20-second lead and then managed to uh, run into... uh,
1: Yeah, and that's 20-something on Ben Canute. So we had 25 seconds on him and about 45 on Ditlev. So he actually dropped Ditlev. Ditlev, they were riding together, like, like, you know, doing a bit of the work. I mean, to be honest, I think Sam was doing most of it. And then Ditlev faded and couldn't stay with him. Sam rode away from him, caught Ben Canute, dropped Ben Canute, Mm -hmm. got off. And then you'd kind of think like, oh, how's this going to go? Because you'd seen loads of blow ups in the women's race. It was kind of still a bit open. But I mean, Sam's, he very rarely blows up, does he, on the run? Like he's, he's so strong. so Very uh,
0: consistent. Yeah. Only in, only in, um, in, if you see how strong he is in a half, like very, very strong and consistent. In a full, I would expect him to run faster than what he's done in, in the, like last year.
1: Yeah, like in a half. I I I think he's actually better at the shorter distances. He's fought know, yeah like this distance, uh, seventy point three. But yeah, he I, I I he was like my pick for the win when it was going along on the bike because I just couldn't really see people taking the time they'd need to to run him because he'll run free. normally if it's good condition so he'll run three twenty k pace or quicker. You know, and he's good in the heat. Well, yeah, and not even thinking about the heat, but, like, it, he is good in the heat, but even just in general, like, he's just a solid runner, isn't he? I mean, mm-hmm. in 70.3 Worlds, I think Gustav must have only run about a minute and a half, two minutes quicker than Sam, you know?
0: What I don't understand is, though, is um, in, in his YouTube video before the race, he said that... Uh, he, uh, that, that, that there were still people doubting him, doubting his abilities and that he's not like one of the, I don't get it why he thinks like that because every race he is the top favorite. He is living the American dream. Every race he comes in, he's like one of the top favorites, able to like win it or not.
1: Yeah. But you said this to me before, and, uh, I've been thinking about this and I think that's what makes people good because what makes you train harder and train Mm -hmm. harder than anyone else and smarter and everything is when you doubt yourself because you're always got that bit of insecurity that you think are the others training mm-hmm. harder than me are they better than me they were faster than me last year and you have that little bit of ink like not 100 percent confidence that you're worried mm-hmm. about what everyone else do and that kind of motivates you and drives you on when you're training like mm-hmm. if you think oh yeah i'm the best i'm gonna win this it's gonna be easy the others aren't as good that's not gonna force you to put the extra training to train as hard as what you can do is it But
0: in i uh, uh, like two years ago or a year ago um he was uh i would say he would have he was more like more more smack talk and all that, so I think he made a little bit change in that
1: yeah, I like the smack talk. I prefer the smack talk that he does, but I guess that even when he was given the smack talk, he probably had these little bits of insecurity, which mm-hmm. makes you train harder. He would have obviously known that like he was the underdog because he didn't have any results, did he at that point but mm-hmm. he just gave it the smack talk just for shits and giggles. I think I'd like yeah. to see the shit, the smack talk and then not him talking about like him worrying about like that. And just because I think it's funny. And I think, it's and he's to able talk. to back it up and he's able to back it up. Like I, w- I'm, I wish Lionel was in this race because I think Sam versus Lionel would have been a really good race. And like Sam, I don't think Sam's beat Lionel at 70.3. So I think it would have been a great Rem- race to watch. Remember,
0: um, remember back in 2019, uh, or 2018, December, I told you, mate, I I follow this guy from America called Sam Long he does a shitload load of training and he's going to train even more in 2019 remember when I said it back yeah, then yeah you
1: told me how much training he's done and I was like holy shit no way no way that's not true and like and then I started following him on Strava and I was like yeah it, it is true <laughs> he does do a shitload load <laughs> <It's>, of training <laughs> it is uh,
0: it is crazy to know that he he was a he's coming from the age group field live, living out of a trailer to be able to, to um, pay for his races and now he uh like one of the top top guys in the world um going for uh like one of the top favorites at every race like i think uh, that's uh, pretty pretty awesome yeah, but no, anyway it's... um some uh dutch present in clash miami as well coming in fourth mate yuri coelen back in 20 uh, 21 he already went a ran a 108 something and i think during Clash Miami, he also had the fastest run, or by a couple of seconds, uh, t- seconds the second fastest. Ben came in, uh, came in third, and then yeah. uh, Yuri Yuri Koehler came in fourth. And it's actually cool to see uh, someone from the Netherlands. He was being, running well. Uh,
1: he did look good. I, 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 they were showing you him on the coverage, and he did, he did look good.
0: Is um, yeah, because um, we need we need some uh, some people with uh, the Dutch flag to be up there uh, with with the results. Going Instead back to the other racing,
1: just, like. I, you know, the couples try that was on the other week. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about this and like, apparently the coverage was crap and like, there wasn't many thing there. And I thought, how could you make this good if you kept it as a couple? So I kind of was thinking like this when I was riding on Sunday and I thought of a really cool way, how you could do this. Like, tell me what you think. How funny would this be? So basically people apply for it and they pick like, say, I don't know, 50 people, 50 men, 50 women. Then you pick names out of the hat for random teams. So you don't pick your couple. So say like they, someone picks names out or random and you get paired up with that couple. Then you have some heats. So basically, you're going to have three races over the course of two days. You're going to have a heat, a semi, and a final. So say I'm paired up with someone for the heat. Mm-hmm. We get through. Then when you get through, all the names go into a hat again. They get drawn out again. And you get paired up with someone else. And it's totally random. Then you have to do the semi with that person. If you get through to the sem- from the semi to the final, all the names go in a hat again and then if you win in the final, that's the one that counts. So you're, you don't know who you're racing yeah. with in the final until, the, until just before.
0: Can you imagine you're one of the top females and you pick my name out of the hat?
1: Yeah, but mm. how funny would that be? <laughs> Like,
0: you could be whole paired race, up with Flora. Whole you, race is fucked. Yeah,
1: you're paired up with Flora, and you're gonna to have to say, you're gonna to have to, you Flora, you're gonna to have to carry me through this race today. Like, like you'd be like, it's, she'd it's be all like, on you. Yeah, she would be like, oh god, why did I get him? And you'd be like, yes, quids like, in. This is well, my best chance. Maybe,
0: maybe I've got a chance.
1: Yeah, but so, could you imagine if you got drawn, you managed to get through, and you're in the final, and then you got drawn out, and you were paired up with Flora? You'd be thinking fuck man like i might have a chance of winning this Do you know what i mean and, and
0: she might be thinking oh i'm just gonna make it a training day but then you might also
1: yeah hundred thousand dollars is gone fuck's sake uh, <laughs> but then you might also get another female who's like she'd not- probably
0: she'd probably say tom i'll give you th- ten thousand euro euros if you fake an injury right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah how funny would that be like that would be well good wouldn't it
0: I think that would honestly be uh, be a really good concept. But then because... also, I think the concept should be longer than a sprint triathlon. Yeah.
1: So basically, I think it should be double sprint. So say you were paired up with someone, so it should be you her, you her. You know, so you do two sprints each, and then you do the s- heats and semis on one day of that. So which works out to an Olympic distance. Then mm-hmm. the next day, you do the double. Uh, you do the double or whatever. You you do two sprints on the Saturday. So say like you could do one in the morning, one I don't know three or four hours later. And then the Sunday, you just have the one race. So uh, you know this sprint—you uh, you go, they go; you go, they go. I oh, think that be... would be really good. Or you could do all three in one day. You know, just have like two hours between them. I mean, at the end of the day, most people race seventy point three. There's no—you're not going to be racing as long as that, are you? You know, say each no, race racing an hour.
0: Yeah, that's a uh, a fun uh, a fun one to watch. Honestly, could make some really uh, and they could
1: fun. they could make the races a bit shorter, so it could be like you know. Uh, a 400-meter swim, 15K bike, uh, 3K run. You do it twice through. Then you have, like, an hour's rest. you would names to get drawn out of a hat again. You do it again, double, two races each. Then an hour rest, and then you have the final. That would be mm-hmm. – so I think that would be bloody awesome.
0: Joe, let's go over to the main subject of the week. And um, I had a little chat with uh, one of the followers, and he said this was let's uh, bugging him for a while. And – I could relate to that because uh, it was going about success. Whenever uh, whenever you you ask someone if you want to be uh, successful, they always say, you just need to work hard. You just need to work hard. No complaining. Just work hard and you'll be successful. And indeed, isn't this, and it sounds like a bullshit buster, but it's main subject of the week. Um, there are millions of the people in the world working hard every day. And... Not everyone succeeds in life, whether it's like in sports or whether it's in work or whatever. Uh, There are so many new triathletes that are trying to become pro triathletes that are working 20 to 30 hours a week, yet not making it to the absolute top. So just working hard is not going to cut it. It's a shit advice.
1: Well, yeah, but it depends on how successful do you you like class successful? I mean, if your class is like being in the top five, top 10 in the world – then obviously that's going to be really hard because like it's impossible that you can get loads of people in the top 10, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because there is only 10 spaces, but like, is the work, what you're doing smart. So like the right work for you, that's going to get to your best because you could be doing loads of zone. Say for instance, you train for and you just do zone two, you don't do any efforts and you're like, oh, I'm doing 30 hours a week, but I'm not really getting any better, but that's not the best training for you. Is it? You're working hard. You're putting loads of training in, but it's not the best. Mm. And also what is successful would be reaching your potential, wouldn't it? So, like, it's not necessarily but, about how, everyone, how you compare to another. You know.
0: Just people giving the advice, um, you need to work hard. You need to – you've got this American dude called Gary Fee. Um, you told he always, me he was
1: a legend and you loved him. Ah,
0: shut up. He's always got these motivational speeches where he's like, you need to work hard for 20 years. So you don't. You can't enjoy life. Like, you. Do, you need to save up all your money and reinvest it and blah, blah, blah. I think it's just so shit advice and it's not going to let people make like really live life because for instance um
1: so do you think I, people you- do you think people train too hard and get worried about being that and they don't enjoy it is that what you think then?
0: um well there are there are a couple of things first of all success isn't really either money or power in, in my in my opinion success should be a personal goal that you achieve and the matter how successful you achieve that goal is successful. That that to me is like personal successful, and it's not. It's got nothing to do with an awesome job, super, a lot of money, or a lot of power or stuff like that. And the hard thing is indeed. So, for example, I'm, I'm uh, I, I became a pro last year, and I've got, I've made you know I've got so many haters that that said like oh, you're a shit pro, or, um, <laughs> you're just like a, a, an Instagrammer that that's right. but. Beside all that bullshit, I'm trying to work out really uh, every day. I'm trying to like become better and hope this year to get get better results. It's not like I've really had shit. You've results. actually
1: got a French hater, haven't you? Yeah. Going back onto that, <laughs> <But is
0: good. laughs> going on about that, I no matter how much if I do, I, I'm currently training 25 hours a week. But if I train 25 to 30 hours a week, I'm trying to do the right things. I'm probably not going to be at your level this year or next year. So. Um, the advice of just putting the, and I don't even know if I ever going to be get there, ever going to get there in five years or seven years, you know? So just work hard. is not really the tip that you could give some people, is it?
1: So what would you say to them then?
0: Well, it's, it's uh, there's more stuff to it. It's also talent, isn't it? There's also, uh, do you enjoy really what you're doing? It's also, um, so, and, and besides that, if I, if I'm not the top in the world, so if I, if I only can got it, come in, uh, like top six, six or top 10, would it would it then make me not a successful man?
1: Oh, no, you've just got to have goals, haven't you? So like successful is just like you say. So having what does achievable... successful mean then? Well, just having yeah. like an achievable goal, which makes you work, but is achievable for where you are. I mean, I think like the goals need to be like short term, don't they really? I mean, mm-hmm. not short term, not like as in like a week or a month, but like a year ahead, within a year or something like that with a target mm-hmm. that's achievable. It's not going to be easy. But it's not like outreach. I mean, like, say, for instance, if you said you wanted to get a top three in Kona n- next year, you mm-hmm. know, you that might be unachievable, you know, mightn't it? Whereas if you said you wanted to qualify this, you know, for it, and then, like, you qualified, and then the next year you said you wanted to be, like, top mm-hmm. 15 or something, you know, because, I don't know, say you went there and it went all right, that's more achievable, isn't it? And then by the end of it, you never know, like, in a few years' time, you could be going for top three, but you worked your way up. Right.
0: But there's also external factors that depend whether you rate your goals successful or not. One of these is a bit of luck. The other one, especially with sports, is is called talent, right? I mean, we can put you right now into horseback riding if you haven't got any fucking talent for, or dancing, mate. I, I reckon if you train hundred hours a week with dancing, you're never going to get there. I've seen you dancing, maybe like a wooden <laughs> stick. So <Yeah>. also, <laughs> so also, right. it's also talent, isn't it?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. like And also, and, if you said to me. You can train. You've got. You could. You've got to train like a full-time swimmer. How good can you get? Probably answer is not that great. But like uh, you know, you've either sometimes. Sometimes you're just never going to be at the top, eh? You know, like I could train as hard as I wanted to. I'm not going to be my exactly. Up, am I?
0: And in most cases, so uh, maybe sports, but especially uh, education and uh, business. Uh, also, your background, where you come from, what your parents have got it's really um, going to be uh, decisive for the rest of your life. If you live in uh, Africa, for example, in Rwanda, and you want to get into triathlon, I can tell you it's going to be mega damn hard to do it because you don't have the facilities, you don't, you probably won't have the money and all that. So just to say you're going to work hard and you're going to get there, I think it's the shittiest advice you're ever going to get from anyone. So
1: basically, what you would say is with have achievable goals and... Uh enjoy the process again well, you know don't look too far ahead
0: yeah success is relevant and whenever you ask someone a question um like how do i get better or how do i get successful or how do i uh, improve about it and if someone answered with just work hard you know it's not going to cut it of course working hard putting in the effort uh, doing the right thing is going to get you very very far and going to give you more chances but there's also luck talent your environment and other external factors that plays a role in that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think you've hit the nail on the head there
0: and could have been a bullshit buster, just work hard and you're going to get there, but it's not the I, bullshit buster, Joe.
1: I know. And, uh, one thing that I found, uh, last week, which I wanted to say was an article from a cyclist, Peter Sagan, And, um, he's having a little bit of a run and, uh, He's moaning about the younger riders in the peloton, uh, saying that they've got no no respect. They don't care. Like basically, before he reckons that like when when you're in a stage race like the racing would be pretty fast at first, and then when the breakaway goes, or even in a long, even in a classic, say I don't know, say you're in like Paris Roubaix for instance, 250 k's. The breakaway might go after 30 or 40 k's. And then he reckons it would normally settle down and people can go for a piss if they want to or whatever, you know, do whatever they want. But he reckons the younger riders have no respect now. They don't slow down. They don't let you stop for a wee. Uh, they're getting their willies out in the middle of the peloton and they're just going for a piss. And he reckons that you're getting covered in piss. He said it's absolutely disgusting. And, um, and uh, yeah, it's just, like, not very nice nowadays. I don't know if he's just saying it because maybe he's not quite the same athlete he was where he was at the front a lot of the time before and he wouldn't normally get caught up and get into the cupboard in piss and now he's riding a bit more further to the back and like he's getting weed on but it made me uh laugh and uh, it reminded me of a little story that a, f- a, a female professional triathlete told me and she used to say that she used to get fed up with um, with drafting in in triathlon and I guess <laughs> some of the females get fed up from what I've had some of the female pros. Because the male age groupers get caught up in their race, don't they? I think some of the male age groupers catch oh, them on so the That'd be so annoying, wouldn't it? Yeah, it be so annoying. And they get in the way. They, like, uh, jump in the gaps in there. And a lot of the... yeah, uh, And it ruins the female race because they don't get a fair race. And they get, like, they can cause them to get drafting penalties because these... But what she used to do is, if a male was getting too close to her and drafting off her and really pissing her off, she would literally just, ta- just take a piss on the bike <laughs> and it was like literally soak them. How disgusting is that? Could you imagine if you got I've seen,
0: I've seen loads of male triathletes, pro ones, piss on the bike too, Joe. Yeah, Lose I know haven't
1: tried to do it on... Yeah, but th- this female would try and do it on the bloke to uh cover them in piss. Really? Yeah, that was the <laughs> aim of the game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my, my naguta. Yeah.
1: My- um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> mine. That's what Jan Fredino would say. Meine Gute. Does, uh, does what does it does, mean? Uh, like my God. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> can, can,
0: can you say that, meine Gute?
1: Meine Gute. Could you imagine? What,
0: what? What? What could you say in German? Like, if you if you need to have a chat with Jan Fredino in German, what would you say? Can you, can Auf
1: Wiedersehen. You like... What's that? Goodbye.
0: So, say it again.
1: Auf Wiedersehen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's goodbye. And can you can you like count in German?
1: Yeah, you know you've heard me. I just think
0: it's
1: funny what you're saying um, you imagine like how the state some of these guys would have been in you know their missus is watching them in the race they're doing an Man. they've been pissed on by a female pro they're like covered <laughs> in sweat. They get to the end. Can you imagine the state they'd be in? It'd be horrible. Yeah. They're in
0: the absolute K-hole riding LT free. You you're never gonna get out of it. They've I got
1: have. their Wii on, they've got a female's Wii on them, they've got like, you know, it reminds me of like a dog living in the wild, you know, or something like oh. that.
0: <laughs> or or bear grills on a tour.
1: Yeah, bear <laughs> grills. <Like> that <they're>, <laughs> it really does make you sound like you've been in the elements out there for an Ironman, Man, doesn't it? You know
0: <laughs> Well, that's gonna that's that, that's what makes the, the Iron Man legendary, isn't it? Um, oh, by the way, a little intermezzo so if you're listening to the podcast right now, don't forget to uh, rate the podcast because uh, like uh, booster ratings is always I've, a good one.
1: I've also got uh, another sauna story. It's not quite as action-packed as the last one, but still a good one. I still like hearing these sauna stories. They do they do put a smile on my face. And uh, this was sent in from another guy. Just remember, guys, you can send them in. And we want to hear some female uh, sauna battles. We had
0: Finella Language sent in the first story last week. Well, it was actually a tryout for her. Because she didn't have any opponents, uh, so she did it. But she said, it's coming, it's coming.
1: It's coming. Fenella, we want to hear it. So this is after another one. So he says, this guy just had his first one as well. He was a virgin in the sauna battles. Now he's broken his virginity. He has now had his first. Just had my first sauna battle, Joe. After a swim, I thought I'd give it a crack. I get in, two minutes later, a big unit, a big unit came in. So this is the big guys. They're normally good in the saunas. Honestly, I thought a big fatty would be bad, but honestly, they're beasts. Like they they wipe the floor on me every time. Um, so this big guy gets in um, yeah. with his own name tattooed across his back. So you know he means business. He's like got his name on, so you know when you see him, this guy means business. He walks in and he joins me on the top bench. So this guy is kind of having a sauna battle, but it's a bit of a cheat because he was in. Oh, no, he was in the sauna battle first. So, no, sorry, it wasn't a cheat. So, this guy comes in, he sits on the top bench as well. So, he's playing at hardcore, you know, the top bench, you've got to be very confident. That's like when you line up in the start of an Ironman and everyone's wondering where to go, you push right through to the front and you go in the middle of the swim start and you're right. like, I'm here, boys. Like, I mean business. That's that's confidence. I, I haven't got that confidence when I do it. I sit on the coolest spot possible and just hope for the best. You know, I'm a bit of a weasel like that. Mm-hmm. So, he says, I thought." to myself i'm in for a tough battle first thing he says is the water in the pool was hot today a glimpse of hope i sensed i sensed weakness after eight minutes he said fuck this is too hot for me and out he goes another win for the junkyard dogs i stayed in for another five minutes to seal the deal so it wasn't too action-packed that one but it was still a sauna battle and um yeah, the guy, the guy, uh, he gave, he sensed weakness. That's the thing. Like when, when you do it, if someone talks to you and they say something like the water in the pool was hot today, you know you've got it in for the kit. You've, you're in for, the, you know, you've got a great chance. That's like you, like when you were in Ironman New Zealand, you junkyard dogged mm-hmm. at Bruno, and yeah. Bruno knew this guy means business. He's confident. He's barked at me on the bike before the run. That, that at what real... point?
0: At what point of the race in Ironman South Africa? Do you feel confident enough to bark at the component uh, opponents?
1: Oh, mate! If you bark at them on the on the bike, that's a real that's a real confident. Would,
0: would you Would you be uh, like two k in on the bike, barking like a dog? Oh,
1: mate! Like I'd have to have legs, <laughs> I'd have to have legs like diamonds to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: did it in New Zealand to Bruno, seventeen k in on the bike. Would you be able to top that one off? Oh,
1: that's confidence, mate. That is confidence. I don't know. I'd love to do it, but I don't know, like. That you must have had, you must have thought, I've got it. I've got legs <laughs> like diamonds to do that.
0: Well, I did thought at that moment. No matter what happens today, but I can't lose right now. I just, I pulled the card. I can't lose any. I, you I, were, need...
1: you were confident all week going into that though, weren't you? Because you were feeling amazing and you knew that you. I caught... remember.
0: I remember we. Uh, we. I dyed my hair as well. You. You wanted to do it, but you had to bleach it.
1: Yeah, I had to bleach it, and Laura kicked off at me last time. Like I remember last time when I went to New Zealand. My auntie, she's a bit crazy. She is pinky purpley hair as well and she persuaded me to dye my hair pink so I had a, I got a mohawk cut can you imagine that's confidence in it get a mohawk and then not <laughs> only did I leave it a mohawk I thought you know what I'm gonna really top the deal I dyed it bloody pink so I had a pink mohawk Laura so Laura's mum thought it was great she was laughing about it Laura was like, What have you done with your hair? You need to change that before you come back. She got really upset about it. And then when we came back, we were supposed to be going to uh, this fancy hotel uh, in London, staying the night, <laughs> staying night there and going for a meal, the sap, the, sav- the Savile or s- something like that. I can't remember. It's a bit fancy for me. Five star hotel. She's like, You can't go there. I'm not going with you. If you come back with pink hair. So made me get rid of it after the race, mate. But it, Took ages to die out. End up going like some blondy, brown, gingery colour for like months. I think yeah, that's the, yeah. I've seen pictures of the summer in July or August, and uh, I still had like this like gingery streak in my hair. It's a good
0: thing that I'm blonde because I can get these uh, these washable colours in it. That's actually pretty uh, pretty handy. If and I do
1: if the, I do the, mine, the, it means that I've got to be real confident because I can't get rid of it, can I?
0: I know, yeah. And and the crowd's gonna mental, going mental if you do it. Don't. Yeah, they?
1: I had amazing support, guys. If you want support, just dye your hair pink. Like the crowd think this is a wacky guy. Like, I'm gonna go mad for him. Like, yeah, it uh, is actually.
0: Uh, maybe, uh, maybe we'll do it in South Africa.
1: I would love to do it in South Africa.
0: <laughs> just don't tell Laura. We're just gonna she's rock gonna up to it, a...
1: she's gonna be out there.
0: I know, but we're just gonna rock up to them hairdressers, we're gonna fix it, and then we'll tell her we'll fall as... we, we fell asleep and we woke up. And we, uh,
1: yeah, I so say, Tom told me yeah. it would look good. Tom told me you, t- you t- Tom told me you like pink hair, Laura. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Anyway, Joe, uh, Bullshit Buster. Bullshit Buster. Which one uh, do we want to bust today, this week?
1: Go on, you can pick one because I'm not even sure what the options are.
0: All right, I'm going to end with this one. Swift Racing.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember it. Yeah, you did tell me that. Swift Racing. That is definitely a Bullshit Buster because people lie so much about their race weight on there. Like, every time I do Swift Race, it's like I'm beast because I've got mine as like 78 kilos and I'm like the heaviest guy every time. Like, these people on there are constantly 60 65 kilos and i just think how many grown men are there in real life that are 60 65 kilos i mean they don't think
0: like kids they can cheat on it's cheating on three levels that's the insane thing the first thing is weight they're all lying about weight that's going to make them absolute beast in the climbs the second thing is they've all got overreading parameters, power meters but some extreme ones where and can I buy one is, of
1: these power meters from? Because I really need an and power meter for Swift to really help me out because I'm already handicapped with my weight, so I need to buy one. So if someone's got a real <laughs> shit power meter that overreads by like what I've, 50 heard, watt, I've watt. heard
0: what bikes are absolute beasts on Swift. Um, and the third thing is Swift absolutely massively advantages um drafting packs like a pack. If you're for example, riding in the Peloton and you want to break away and you you can ride 100 watts more than a peloton. Still, you won't be able to get away. Even if you do a sprint, you get away. Maybe you're, you're five or six seconds ahead, but you need to ride at least 100 watts more than a whole peloton. It's an absolutely massive bullshit buster because I spoke to Ida, and he rides uh, for Bora Hensko, has ridden the Tour de France in Vuelta, and he said, mate, his massive bullshit. Of course, you you have a draft in the peloton, but it's not as big that no one needs to pedal especially the boys at the front they're still riding pretty hard it's not so if you're in the breakaway you're doing it's, like turns at 350 watts in a the peloton they can't ride it 240 watts and still be able to ride yeah the same that's pace. the thing
1: with that's the thing with Swift racing it's like the peloton just moves so quick even when you can see their watts per kilo and they're not riding that hard which is like I mean if you're riding 350 watts in the break and everyone's riding 350 watts the peloton still needs to ride the person on the front that power or you know kind of like equivalent effort to Keep you there. They can't just ride 100 watts less and they're not and go as quick. Whereas in Swift, just like the peloton, just goes so much quicker without and people putting the work in.
0: These people, whenever I do a Swift race and I look at the results of people that win it or or like always the top guys, if you look at their Strava profiles, the only thing they do is riding on Swift. It's like 10 hours on Swift. They're like totally specialized in Swift racing. They've got all the uh excessive uh, uh gear for example the overreading power meter they're, they're all 20 kilos they've got this uh the tactics that i've got no clue about in swift racing the, the thing is what is uh the good thing about swift racing is it's good to get an effort in
1: that's what i was gonna say the best thing about it is you get a great it's good training in. it's good like,
0: training so from the training aspect there's nothing wrong with it it's just um the results if it was just a bit
1: different good. where like it was more genuine and I mean, to be honest, I'm not even that bothered about it being more genuine with people not lying because it gives you a better workout if more people are making it faster. But it would be better if it was a bit more realistic in terms of like the bunches and people, you know, in, and able to get away a bit easier in breakaways and stuff like that.
0: In your case, I'm something... <laughs> I always piss in my pants because um, we're doing then a race and we're with a, a group of 100 people and you're like... One of the best trial fleets on the bike in the world. But then in a group like that, with amateurs from Asia and from Europe. You struggle to make the peloton in the first ten k. Sometimes, right? <laughs> you go up some
1: There's absolute beast. In there. I just I have to be I have to be motivated because I'm going up the climb and I'm riding like 480 watts and I'm like, Fuck's sake, I just wanted a bit of a like an over under thing. I just wanted like a bit of a threshold session. I didn't want to ride every climb at like nearly 500 watts. Like that wasn't really what I wanted to do. And I'm like, I see it, and I'm in like 60th place out of 100, and I'm like, oh god, like, is it? Do I'm I really out of here. Want- yeah, I'm just like, do I really want to kill myself today? Like, I wanted a bit of a session, but I didn't want to, like – I was only doing it because I wanted a bit of motivation to get a tempo down. But I'm Not,
0: gonna a, four, down, like, not a 4DP test.
1: Yeah, not, not <laughs> VO2 max, 4DP, like, end up, like, completely – because that race, you know, that you're on about that race the other day, and that was, like, an hour race, wasn't it? And I was yeah, like, I haven't, got, I haven't got the mental uh, – I haven't got it mentally in me today to really kill myself for an hour. And, like, I was out of there. I kind of wimped out and just did my own thing.
0: Well, yeah, is, um, you just uh, you just need to need to put the results aside. Like, just need to think it's all bullshit. Just I'm doing it for the session.
1: Yeah, I mean, I so that's the bullshit position. buster.
0: Um. The Instagram post of the week, Joe. I don't think there is. We've had not not a not a not an awesome one. So uh, we're going we to. We need some guys inspiration, guys.
1: We need some inspiration. Yeah. Send us some, some Send us some funny stuff. Surely, with all these races and people have sending and some of, funny I'm, stuff.
0: I'm getting loads of uh, pictures. For example, for, with people in the bar with the vapor flies, but we can't do that every week. Like uh, we uh, we know they're all trying what? to get There's, to the bar first.
1: Are you serious? There's <laughs> loads of people wearing vapor flies to the bar.
0: Loads. And when I say shit loads, I've got the feeling that there are more people in the bar with alpha flies than without.
1: Yeah, wow, that's. Uh...
0: Um, anyway, if you uh, want to listen to uh, the extra episodes, to roll on the Patreon, and uh, you can uh, sign up there for uh, four bucks a month, and we're <laughs> going to use that money uh, to build the website, get more, uh, get the uh, Saint George content as well as uh, the extra content that we're getting out this weekend in London with uh, special guest Paul Velder. Um we've got to get also, that up for the uh, regular ones as well. So don't and worry. also, guys, we need the
1: money so we can go out in London. Like it's expensive out there, and we are gonna be able to do it if we don't have the uh patrons paying for <laughs> our drinks.
0: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> yeah, Only no, joking.
0: Um yeah, so um anyway, thanks for listening. And we'll be back this weekend then because it's gonna be a bonus one, Joe. We're gonna we're gonna do an extra one this weekend because uh because uh, of London. I'm going to upload right. a new one on Saturday. Are we? So don't forget to rate it and get some sessions in, Joe. Yeah. And I'll we'll, we'll see you in London.
1: See you in London. See you later, guys.
0: Oh, and by the way, you need to just get up at 5 a.m. because I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and we'll do the fresh, threshold session together. <laughs> All right. See you, guys.
1: See you.